we've got a new sponsor. Yes, www.badfishmerch.com, where listeners can get 10% off with our promo code ThemePark at checkout. Tell me more. They can do any slogan or picture using all sorts of vinyls, including rainbow, leather effect, glow in the dark, and even reflective. I'd quite like to see myself reflected in someone else's slogan that they were wearing. Creepy. But you too can be creepy at www.badfishmerch.com using promo code ThemePark. What slogan sums up this show? Chaos ensues. Lovely. Roll the titles. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as everyone joined by Holly. Hello. And happy Halloween, Holly. Happy Halloween, Carla. <laughs> so this is our Halloween special because it's about Batman and Bat has got connotations with Halloween. So that's how we came to this one. And Carla won't, you know, doesn't want to do anything like Halloween or anything because it's too scary. Well, no. All I said That's what was, you said. I wanted to do Beetlejuice, and we've already done Ghostbusters, so it, it left us with a limited amount, didn't it? No, we could have done The Purge. It's in Universal when it's their Fright Night or Horror Night or whatever it is. I don't like The Purge. Okay, so what what are you arguing about? Ridiculous. Just saying we could have done Halloween. Maybe next year if we're still, you know, ringing the last bit out of this podcast in a year. <laughs> maybe we'll visit then. This is good enough, Batman. It's good enough. But unfortunately, it doesn't feature in any of the Orlando theme parks. So as with Superman earlier on this year, we've had to come outside of our comfort zone and head on over to Six Flags theme park. And they've got Batman the Ride which was the first ever inverted roller coaster in 1992. Uh I didn't didn't know what that meant, inverted roller coaster, but it basically means the ones where your feet are dangling and you're attached to the top rather than at the bottom. Oh, right. watched it on YouTube. Just looks like a, a roller coaster that's kind of painted black and yellow. Have you ever been to a Six Flags? I haven't. You? No. All right, moving on. It's a long film, so it's best we don't stay on that too long. But if you have been to Six Flags 
and indeed ridden the Batman roller coaster, let us know what it's like. I always think it's weird, like uh, like the Hulk roller coaster in Universal, which we still got to do. Oh yeah, we do actually. Yeah, it's not really, is it? It's just a roller coaster painted green. Like there's nothing to do with the Hulk actually on the ride. Like maybe there's something in the queue, but when you're on it, it's just a roller coaster, right? And I presume this is the same. Yeah. Seems a bit of a cop out, doesn't it? What would you prefer that they do? I don't know. Maybe you could have like bats flying in your face as you go around or something. I don't know. But even if they had like a massive Hulk holding up the ride, do you know what I mean? So there's a bit of visual rather than just painting in mm. green. Yeah. You know, what they can do then quite easily is, is change it. Now, you know, they could paint it, a, 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 you know, a red and make it a Spider Man ride. Yeah. If they had a big Hulk, they can't. Okay, I'll see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So we, we decided to do a Batman for this loose Halloween theme, and I let Holly choose which one, and you chose Dark Knight, which I think was a good choice because that's the most famous one. I can't believe that it was 2008 that this film came out. It doesn't seem like it's 11 years old. Like, to me, it just still feels like, you know, it came out two years ago. So it, it was actually released on the 18th of July 2008 in the USA and the 25th of July 2008 in the UK. And this was part of a trilogy, so it was the middle one. So I think you had uh, Batman Begins, then this, then what was the the end one? Batman Rises, was it? Yeah, I think something like that, yeah. And I haven't seen, oh, I hadn't seen any Batman films other than... Gosh, you hadn't seen this? I hadn't seen this. I hadn't seen any of them other than the critically planned Batman and Robin, Dying George Clooney. That was the only one I'd seen. It's absolutely crazy that you hadn't ever seen Dark Knight. I know, but you know me and super. I don't like super. So from the off, right, if you're a hardcore superhero fan, this is not the show for you in any way, shape or form, okay? Because we will not delve into all these deep details that you like we won't gush over it like you like but you know i can give you an opinion of someone that doesn't like superhero films what i thought of it and actually out of all the superhero films i've been forced to watch during the run of this podcast this was the best i'd say i'd watch it you know like once a year blimey Mm. so you've seen it 11 times then well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's big words, Holly. I don't even think you needed to rewatch it today. Was it just keeping me waiting? Oh, I need to rewatch it. Well, you've seen it ten times. Be stupid. There, there was a couple of questions that I had about it that I put on Instagram, and luckily my colleague jumped in and uh, he helped. He helped answer a few questions. Didn't know where Robin was because you know Batman and Robin. I I had no idea that there were films about Robin in it. Mm. He didn't come to the next one. And I wanted to know why he spoke like that. He spoke like an idiot when he was in the suit. <laughs> you know, he didn't want anyone to know who he was. No, I get that. But that voice, that would make me look closer at him because I'd be like, that's a weird voice. And then I, that would make me really scrutinise him. You can put on an accent. I mean, couldn't he just pretend to be like Canadian or something? Irish. I just like, I, I just think it's over the top to do that voice. Just put on a completely different accent. It doesn't make sense. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't get sort of what world we're living in. Like, are we meant to be? Like I said to when we were watching it earlier, me and Adam were watching. I was like, you know, like does New York exist in this world we're in, or is Gotham mm. 
just the replacement of? Gotham's just loads for another part of America, isn't it? Do they have New York? I don't know. Is it important they have New York? No, I just like, you know, like that sort of confusing also is a bit like the one of the first scenes you see someone with like sort of a bag over their head, don't we? Him, we wouldn't ever know who he was yeah. underneath until he takes that off. Batman, I mean, his mask doesn't cover his whole no. face. You do see his eyes. You do see his bottom of his face. I think if you really wanted to find out who Batman was, it wouldn't be that hard. No. In this world they're in, are they all a bit more naive? I don't know. I don't know, but it's made by DC Comics, isn't it? And that was the same with Superman, wasn't it? I mean, he just put a pair of glasses on. That was even more ridiculous. So, you know, this is quite realistic compared to that. (laughs) Well, true. Anyway, the film starts with a heist in a bank. And uh, one by one, all of the gunmen are shot. Very clever, wasn't it? Yeah, good scene. Really good scene. And, you know, very good. Like if you obviously wanted to do something like that, you know, a good way to get everyone to do it and then just kill them. That was very clever. <laughs> very good. And the, the the last one standing is the Joker. Just have another thing as well. Yeah, go on, yeah. Um, also, it's a little bit like with the Joker, that makeup he has on does is that on mm. his face all the time or does he does he put that on every day i think he puts it on every day okay they don't okay. seem to ever want to reveal who he is because when he's in interrogation i would have got like some nivea wipes and wiped that off his face so i could at least identify him do you know what i mean yeah but like they just seem quite content that he's sitting there with essentially a mask on when he's been arrested. Mm. I, I don't know. I would have allowed that. He felt grubby, didn't he? His hair <laughs> made me feel sick. <laughs> Wanted to just him to have a shower before we spoke. Revolting. There's some drug deal going on and uh, Batman arrives, but it turns out it's an imposter Batman. Mm. And then he swoops on in, does something. He's like, real Batman. Yeah, real Batman. And he cuts his arm and Michael Caine helps him stitch it back up again. He was the the butler. I didn't know who Morgan Freeman was in it. Oh, I think Morgan Freeman sort of um, looks after his business, basically. Yeah, from the original... Uh, my remembering Batman, and I'm talking about when it was on telly when I was a kid, when it was a TV show... I don't remember there being a character like Morgan Freeman played, but Mm. I might be misremembering. Or it might just be new because it's for a film. There's a a court case and you see Attorney Dent. Then Batman flirts with someone called Rachel, and Rachel Mm -hmm. is the girlfriend of Dent. Is that right? Yeah. So Dent's on a date with his girlfriend yes. and Batman's there as well. Well, he, him and Rachel were together or, you know, I've always got a thing. And then obviously he, yeah, so he probably knew she was going to be at that restaurant because he owns the restaurant. It appears somewhere down the line she said she can't be with him yeah. because of the whole Batman. I was a bit like, I don't really know why she can't be with him because he's Batman. I think it was an excuse. I think she was leading them both on, that woman. I agree. Jezebel. So, then, not realising that Bruce is Batman, says he wants to take over and rid Gotham of crime. Yeah. Then we've got a mob meeting, and there's the uh, accountant is on the meeting on Skype. We made a good point here, though. 
the the TV oh, was quite God. old that he was on, mm. Um, mm. and we could obviously they could see him, but how could he see them? You couldn't see a webcam. There wasn't one. Flawed. Well done for picking up on that. <laughs> That's right. Then Joker walks in and suggests that they kill Batman and said he'll do it for lots lots of money. He said he'd do it for half of the money. Okay. Then Batman and the lieutenant meet up, um, form an alliance to rid Gotham of crime. The Joker takes over the mob. Then we got Morgan Freeman calls off the business deal with the accountant and does something with his mobile phone, which later allows Batman to fly on into the building. He, like, takes control of the system or something, doesn't he? In Hong Kong. In Hong Kong, correct. Next morning, the accountant is left with a note to hand over to the lieutenant. Yeah. He then gives the name of the mob, and the bloke dressed as Batman is killed by the Joker. And the Joker warns, if Batman doesn't reveal himself, more people will die. Yes. I must say, Heath Ledger was very, very good in this. I can see where he got the Oscar. Very good. And there's a new film out this week. What we should have done was recorded this podcast before to coincide with all the hashtag hype. We should have done. No, what we like. Or we should watch this and then we should go and review Joker as well and see how it compares. No, let's not do that. That's... I don't go to the cinema often, but there's. I will go and see Joker, and I'll go and see It too as well. Did I tell you I walked into It too the other day by accident? Yes, yeah, you did say. Ridiculous! I went to watch another film, walked in, sat down. I thought it started early. Well, I won't tell you what happens, but basically there was lots of killing and it was just really awkward and then I had to get up and walk back out past everyone. I mean, how embarrassing. I was waiting to see Hustlers, so I was waiting for J-Lo to turn up. Anyway, Bruce tells Rachel that Dent could be the hero after Batman. Yeah. This was during the party. Then the Joker invades the party looking for Dent and Bruce has hidden him. In the cupboard. But then another thing which is a bit strange, to be honest, is he has his party at his penthouse, doesn't he? How did the Joker get in? Good point. You know, it's meant to be really safe and he just walks in, does he? With his full makeup on, so not in disguise. He's quite noticeable. (laughs) You know, not not even pretending to be, you know, the help or something. Just, Just sort of bowls in. He talks to Rachel and says that he's got scar- the scars on his face from carving a smile into his face with a razor. So he carved them into his face so that his wife wouldn't feel bad about her scars. But then we've missed earlier on, he says it's his dad did it. So what was that about his wife then? Well, I think it's just to highlight that he's, he's crazy. Oh. So we don't really know. Because he says his dad was used to drink. And one day his dad came home and he was in the kitchen and he said, why so serious? And then cut him. Oh, so the bit about his wife wasn't true then? Well, we we don't know what is true. Fair enough. Maybe maybe it says, you know, if you've read the comic. So he chucks Rachel out the window and Batman flies out and saves her. I, I had to ask my colleague, I was having a long chat 
Nolan, by the way, hello, Nolan, because he does listen. He gets exasperated with us, Holly. And I normally <laughs> get feedback of everything we've said that's wrong. It's probably quite a long chat then. Oh, honestly, when I see an alert, I just think, here we go, he's listened to another episode. So <laughs> Batman flies, but he's not really flying. Like He doesn't have super power. He's just a normal human. Yeah. So his cape, basically, he's using his cape as like a you know, like a paragliding thing almost. But mm. whiskey, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, they fell from great height. Mm. I don't know that the cape would have been enough. No, I don't. No. It was a bit too far-fetched. Mm. I mean, a lot of it was. But. Yeah. The bloke tries to... I don't know who, what bloke. I've just written the bloke, so hopefully you'll know. The bloke tries to blackmail Morgan Freeman after mm. he had rumbled who Batman is. Yeah, so the lawyer at um, Wayne, sort of right. whatever, yeah. goes in, doesn't he, and says, oh, I've I've been looking into it, I've worked out. And then he shows him, he's like, oh, here's some plans. And then Morgan Freeman's like, so you're going to blackmail one of the most wealthiest men who is also mm. Batman. Yeah, so it was uh, someone that worked for Bruce Wayne's company, basically. Yeah. The Joker tries to assassinate the mayor, but the lieutenant jumps in on him and saves him. And obviously we're supposed to think the lieutenant dead at that stage. Yeah. Rachel is identified as being the next target and Dent tells her to go into hiding. And then they go to the safest place in the city, Bruce Wayne's penthouse, where the Joker had just got into. (laughs) Bruce and Rachel have a little smooch and he says that he will reveal himself as Batman. Yeah, and again, she's really really leads him on there. Yeah, I think so. And then it's weird because then the next day she, she leaves, doesn't she? And mm. she gives the, the note to Michael Caine and says, mm. I'll give this to him at, at the, you know, the right time. Mm. But then we know what the note says. So it's a bit weird that she... Led him on. Yeah. So Dent gives a press conference, and but before Bruce can reveal himself as Batman, Dent claims it's him. And this is the other thing that like everyone just accepts it. I was I just feel like there must be so many people who claim to be Batman. Yeah, felt like quite a lot of the film actually. You know that they spend far too much time worrying about Batman when really he's not doing that much wrong worse things going on than that like maybe focus on other things like why do we have to go and try and run and find batman like leave him the joker attacks the police van and escort taking dent into custody very silly again this whole thing isn't it would a lorry be as strong as a swap van like surely a swap (laughs) van like would be really armored bulletproof indestructible practically i would have thought yeah uh batman's in hot pursuit and the batmobile turns into a bike that was cool yeah i like that that could have been a better ride than a roller coaster all of a sudden you're going along in simulator in a batmobile all of a sudden whoosh turns into a bike that would be a good (laughs) ride and also maybe maybe universal should just buy dc and get dc comics in there because well i don't know this is going to cause huge controversy because we put a poll up online to say which was better, Marvel or DC. And with my limited knowledge, I can honestly say I think DC is superior to Marvel. Who is, what else do they have though? So DC have got uh, Wonder Woman, 
Superman, Batman, and Aquaman. That's uh, DC as well. Yeah. This and Superman were superior films to any of the Marvel guff we've done. Anyway, when we did the poll online, I can reveal that 71% of people preferred Marvel. Mm, That doesn't shock me, yeah. So obviously I don't know what I'm talking about. Back to the film. Again, this annoyed me, and this is another thing I talked to Nolan about. He has a chance to run the Joker over... But swerves. Why doesn't he just kill him? Because he's got he's got a moral code. At what expense? Because by keeping him alive, he's basically sentencing so many other people to a death sentence. Poor decision making. And he runs a company. At least run him over. Not all right. Not fatally, but run him over so that he he would have to you know have his legs broken or something, be in hospital, so he couldn't cause any havoc until they'd managed to you know calm the situation. I just think it's ridiculous. Mm. Just clip him, clip him with the bike. You know, all right, if you don't want to kill him, fine. But by you letting him live, Batman, you have caused so much more chaos. Agreed. If you're going to put yourself in power, you've got to make these horrible decisions. (laughs) You do, you do. Lieutenant's not dead and apprehends the Joker. Could have tipped uh, his wife off because previously his wife had been and child had been informed that the lieutenant was dead. I know, but he said they had to do that. Maybe not the child, though, surely. How long do you think it would have been? Weeks? Days? I mean, what? It could have been years. I know that we see, like, the aftermath, she slaps him and something, all this, because she's annoyed with him, a bit cross. But, oh, I don't know. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Can they just put him into hiding or something? That's really dark. Letting your child think you're dead. Yeah, but, you know, the Joker would have then been after maybe his wife and child. Maybe they would have died for real. So I get it. I get why he did it. Mm. I wrote, it could have ended quite nicely here at this point, but I looked at it and it still had an hour and five minutes to go. So quite a long film. You were done. Really long film. A lot, a lot going on. There was a lot, and I had to watch it in three chunks, which isn't an insult to the film, because normally superhero films I take days to get through, so watching it in three chunks is actually quite complimentary towards it. It, Yeah, it is, very. So Dent and Rachel are missing. The Joker gets interrogated. And then, like, this whole thing was bizarre as well, because it's a bit first, it was very strange, because obviously the commissioner had died, hadn't he, earlier on, because he drank his... um, his whiskey or whatever. So then Gordon comes back and, and then the, the mayor is there and then he announces that Gordon will now be the new commissioner. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while the Jokers, like the Jokers sort of just sat watching the tea meeting, you know, like it was just very strange. Why would you announce it there? Like, would you not be like, Gordon, we need to have a word? And then obviously the Jokers just sat clapping, which is just yeah. bizarre. Batman fight gets the information of where Dent and Rachel go. So goes off to save one of them. And then you've got that policeman who's just in the room with the Joker. You know what he's going to say to you. You know he's going to rile you up. Either just don't listen to him. Just don't be in the room. Lock him back in the the cell. Yeah, he could have just uh, stood outside the room so that made sure that he couldn't get out. Which I think would be preferable anyway. Because then he ends up coming out, doesn't he, with with a gun to his head. Yeah, so basically Batman, after roughing him up, manages to get the address of where 
Dent and Rachel are, but he rushes to what he th- where he thinks Rachel is. And in the meantime, the Joker's provoked the policeman looking after him and overpowers him. Yeah. He says, doesn't he, he's like, oh, um, oh, I need my phone call. I need my, you know, the pho- yeah. my one phone call. So then they come out and then they're like, well, okay, yeah, you can have it because obviously he's like got a gun to the person's head. And then it calls the phone, which is in that man's stomach. Yes. Calling that, does that set off the the bomb? Yeah, so the bomb was basically attached to the phone, I I gathered, that was in the man's stomach, so he made him explode. So if he didn't get his call, it wouldn't have happened? No, I mean, this whole thing was very well thought out by the Joker. I really do think of every possible scenario. <laughs> Especially as later on he, he says he's not, he doesn't plan, he's not a planner. Yeah, well, that's a lie. That should be on the top of the TV planning. That was incredible. <laughs> lucky that he got that phone call because if if the guy would have not listened to him and just gone oh sit on your own I'm not listening to you he wouldn't have ever yeah. got the phone call so then they could have saved them both and they both could have still been alive so really it was the policeman's fault <laughs> I, I would put a lot of blame down to him but blame the policeman but also I would put again the blame down to Batman for not for not taking him out when he had the chance to but there you go yeah that'd be true so Batman saves Dent as he's been sent to the wrong address and Rachel blows up. Mm. Dent's a bit silly here, isn't he? Because he's like, you know, wriggling around or whatever and then ends up spilling oil on the floor, which means it's then it's on his face. Mm. Well, in between that bit, Michael Caine reads the letter from Rachel that's sacking off Batman and friends mm. owning him. And we then see, as you said, that Dent is horribly disfigured. Half his face missing. Yeah. The Joker is with the mob. Burns all the money, doesn't he? He does. What a waste. That must have hurt you watching that. <laughs> really did. Thinking of all those holidays you could add. Just think it's just so unneeded. Like, why? Why? Give it to someone. I don't think he's a charity man, though. Well, clearly not. The bloke who tried to blackmail Morgan goes on TV to out Batman. What does he think he's going to get from all of this? I don't know. But he's the only one so far that's recognised Batman's chin, so I guess he thinks he's got something up on the rest of Gotham. The Joker says he will blow up a hospital unless this geezer is killed within an hour. It wasn't really too clear of why the police were having to move the guy i'd have just stayed in that building it felt less risky just staying still than moving him all the hospitals start evacuating we then see the infamous scene as the joker dressed up as a nurse this is my favorite bit because it really makes me laugh that obviously he's got his wig on and then the police go in and they go oh excuse me ma'am or whatever and then he turns around and shoots them and then the, the funniest scene about the whole film is when he walks up to Dent's bed has you know obviously this wig on and you know has a little like mask covering his face <laughs> but still yeah. very recognizable that it's the Joker and Dent's in bed and then looks at the nurse and then as soon as he takes the mask off sort of you know like jumps like you know like he's never seen shock like that before (laughs) 
you don't need that little mask over your mouth to cover that that was not it wasn't a good disguise so he gives Dent a gun and tells him to shoot him here we are here we got another problem Dent, yeah. Dent don't shoot him what is what's wrong with these people even shoot him in the kneecaps again just just anything to stop him from moving it's madness <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so many opportunities. He literally gave it to them on a plate. But in, instead, then tosses a coin on whether to save him or not. And also, I feel that wound should have had a plaster on it. That was a nasty wound on his face. Awful. Surely that should have been covered. Get set. It didn't look safe to go out. Definitely not. It was ridiculous. I mean, Half of his jaw was, like, missing. You could just see his teeth because he had no mouth. Yeah. Well, I think he would have been put in a coma, to be honest, and to, like because he would have been so much pain, they would have put him in an induced coma. Even if he ref- refused, I think they just would do it, wouldn't they? Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it gets more ridiculous in a minute because the Joker walks out the hospital and it blows up behind him, good scene, and he goes off in a bus. Then that's weird as well. So there's no one around. Obviously, the whole hospital has been evacuated. Then there's like one bus left. But there's people on that bus. Yeah. You might be like, oh, thank God the nurse is on. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, he doesn't look. He looks like a man in a nurse's costume with face, like face paint on. Surely everybody in Gotham would know about the Joker. Well, yeah, you'd By think. now. And wouldn't someone go, sorry, what? If it was in England, we'd say so. I'm, so, I'm sorry to bother you. But... Are you the mass murderer, are you? <laughs> so this is when it gets even more mad, that Dent turns up in a bar. Half his face is missing and he has a drink. He has a shot and, ha- and some of it dribbles right? some out. Some of it dribbles out. Imagine the pain <laughs> of having alcohol... On, on just like a paper cut. Imagine the pain of it on half a face. It's madness. Bizarre that he manages to get himself mm-hmm. to this bar and people are still like, no one knows where Dent is. I mean, surely like, there must have been sighting or someone would be like, there was a man with half a face walking it around. It seems they're not very observant, Gotham. They haven't realised who Batman is. Joker's walking around with all <laughs> this makeup on. And, and now Dent's got half a face. Dressed in a nurse's costume. You know, that's what I'm saying. This is like what I don't understand. Like, uh, you know, are they normal people or are they a bit not all there? I don't know. <laughs> that's just a lot of things, which is bizarre. So anyway, he carries on flipping his coin to decide who to shoot. Fun game. Also good, you know, that his name was Two-Faced. Mm. That's, that was his nickname, wasn't it? It's clever, isn't it? Didn't even pick that up. That. And he's got now this half-burnt coin that he's using. Yeah. Then he's in this world, this criminal world, where he knows, you know, like there's all this evil going on. He's obviously, it's probably not the first time he's had like a target above his head because, you know, he's like off the mob like the mobsters and all things like that very very sad that rachel died he handled it incredibly badly more than i would have expected from him like became very unhinged yeah i suppose half his face was missing it was that would annoy anyone 
like some of it I could understand but again like you said you know he's he's met with the Joker and he had the opportunity to shoot the Joker didn't want to the Joker's a bit like oh sorry feel bad for you but it wasn't even it couldn't have really been me because I was sat in the cell and he sort of just sort of seems to accept it agreed Batman uses Morgan Freeman's mobile skills to tap into everyone's phone in Gotham yeah the Joker wires two ferries with bombs one has prisoners on it one has innocent people on it you've been told that the bridges are going to be a target and all these other things firstly I'd be a bit like Oh, I mean, you know, nowhere seems safe. I'd just probably just sit out in my yeah. house. I probably wouldn't even attempt no. to leave. Um, and again, what? no one went downstairs to check or no one saw people, you know, getting 50 million oil drums and putting them in two ferries. That's what I mean. This is an organised guy. He's selling himself short by saying he's not. He really is. Because, you know, even the hospital to have all those yeah. bombs in there. Someone's gone in there previously. That wasn't a, I'll just go in and no. do it now. That's premeditated. Absolutely. I mean, how long have they been up for? So basically, these two ferries are given a choice who to blow up. So it says that he will blow them both up if it's not decided by midnight. So basically, the prisoners can blow up the innocent people or the innocent people can blow up the prisoners so the ferry's going very late because he said on his tv sort of announcement the joker said uh, by darkness this town the city mm. will be mine i wouldn't be out and about at midnight even on the boat you know maybe five o'clock no <laughs> what would you have done carla oh what in that situation presuming i'm mm. an innocent person not in the prisoners bit you mean well you know be on whatever boat you want. Well, I would have been on the innocent one, obviously. Um, no, I wouldn't have blown them up. Bad karma. I know you would have done, like a shot. <laughs> Straight away, <laughs> pressed it. Not even any comp. Joker wouldn't have even got a chance to tell me what was going on. Been done. <laughs> so, um, in the meantime, while they're all debating this, what to do, we see that Dent has kidnapped the lieutenant's kids. And this was the point at the end. He's overstepped the mark now. He's brought children into it. You don't want to shoot the Joker, but you, you want to get annoyed at Gordon. Gordon really didn't do anything wrong. It's not his fault that he has bent cops. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't know. He trusts these people. Anyway, there's a lengthy moment, but the upshot is that Batman finds the Joker. And on the boat, both have a volunteer to blow up the other boat. But Curveball, the prisoner, throws a detonator out the window. He does. Which I, I I quite liked. Yeah. You know, you saw that he had the moral high ground over over the guard that wanted him to do it. And uh, the civilian bottles it as well. So neither of them blow up the other boat. Batman overpowers the Joker before he can set off the bombs. So that's all put to bed. So that's good. No one dies. No one dies on the boats. Maybe because they have this now sort of connection, it'd be nice if maybe they all got a pen pal each from each boat, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? You've watched the next film. Did that happen in Batman Rises? Um, I don't want to give it away, so you're going to have to watch it and see for yourself. Oh, I think I've guessed the plot of the third one. (laughs) Again, instead of killing the Joker, Batman saves him 
and the Joker calls him self-righteous. And I completely agree. He is absolutely self-righteous. Couldn't have said it better myself. He is. He then tells him he has convinced Dent to go on a killing spree. So that's kind of his thing, that you can turn anyone to evil, isn't it? All he did was have a small three-minute chat with him. (laughs) That's That's how much power and how good the Joker is. He can have a three-minute chat for you and he completely changes your perspective on everything. Yeah. He should put it to good use and go into sort of motivational speaking. (laughs) Maybe that's what the Joker film is about that's out now in the cinema. You haven't seen it yet. He could be going round offices. (laughs) Inspiring. Yeah, you don't know. Doing TED Talks. (laughs) (laughs) so it cuts back to dent and the lieutenant so he's pointing in a gun at dent uh lieutenant's family and batman rocks up gives dent a pep talk but it doesn't work and dent shoots him and as dent is about to shoot the lieutenant's son batman pushes him away and uh, then is is killed, which is good because there was never going to be a good outcome for him, was there? No, and having to live with that face, it's a lot. Mm. But this was a bit I didn't uh, really understand. So Batman says that they have to sweep Dent's spree under the carpet, or the Joker has won. And he says, mm. "Let the public, you know, think that Dent died a good guy." And the lieutenant goes along with it. Wouldn't you still be very, very cross at that moment that he was about to kill your son? <laughs> Maybe once he'd had time to sleep on it, the next day you could see it a bit more rationally that for the sake of the, the public and everything, it would be the best thing to do. But at that moment in time... Yeah, like, let him just say he's a dick and, and let's just leave it at that. Let him get his anger out. And this is why Batman couldn't be a motivational speaker like Joker could, because he just... <laughs> the wrong time to bring it up he doesn't read the situation well not at all you've got to let people get their anger out before you start giving all these reasonable solutions yeah like you know not the time to discuss it let's just deal with it later yeah go and sort your son out you know be with your family we'll pick up in the morning (laughs) that's what i would have said anyway so the public thinks that Batman was the cause of all the problems. So yet again, Mr. Self-Righteous, as Joker so rightly says, sacrifices himself and he great. Bizarre that it's, you know, like why we have to pretend it was the Batman. To blame it all on the Joker. Yeah, much easier. (laughs) Kind of the last scene is Michael Caine burning the letter from Rachel so that Batman will never find out that he was pied off. Yeah, because he says, doesn't he, he's like, oh, it was so sad. Rachel was going to leave Dent, but he must never know. And then he holds the letter back from him and then he burns it. Yeah. Which is the right thing to do, I think. You know, he doesn't need to know. Sometimes you don't need to know the truth, do you? No, not not if there's never going to be a resolution for it. It's not going to hurt anyone. Dent's dead. She's dead. Let Let him have that. Yeah. So that was The Dark Knight. Now, this permanently is at number two while Shawshank Redemption is at number one that's the greatest film ever made wow I would dispute that quite heavily of course I don't think it deserves to be even in the top 10 of the greatest films ever made however I will give it it's probably the greatest superhero film ever made what's your top one 
Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future would be number one. Shawshank would be number two. Great film. And you've got to look at it objectively. Do you know what I mean? Like some mm. of my favourite films would be nowhere near the greatest films ever made, but they're my favourites. And I think that's where the Dark Knight people are getting confused. I mean, it's a very good film. It's a good film. I don't even mind it being in top 20. I just don't think it needs to be near... You you can't... I'm fine with Shawshank being number one. Absolutely. I don't think you can argue with it. But this... It's not an all-round... It's not all-round enough to be in the greatest films ever made, I don't think. What what, What would you... What's your best film ever made i don't know what like you know my favorite film would be i mean you know probably something like sex and city but you know that's not going to be in in the greatest films ever made well that's what i'm saying that's the difference between favorite and greatest we've had a few shouts not as many as as we normally get and again we can never predict this like some films that you think are not going to get any shout outs like the hunchback of notre dame i just edited yeah. that episode because obviously we delayed it because of the fire that happened so it's poor timing it was really unfortunate we recorded it the weekend before that all happened so that w- that is scheduled for november so it is going to come out but i edited it last week because we left it to one side and we had so many shout outs it took me nearly as long to edit the shout outs as it did to edit the synopsis of the movie whereas this one mm. which is you know many people's favorite film of all time only had only had a few you just never know what's going to provoke people to want to get involved and have their say on it but obviously we've got lyle because lyle comments on all of our our shows number one fan yeah and lyle says the joker in the nurse's outfit is iconic agreed we've got our friend chris at easy riders raging podcast so if you head on over to his show we appeared on the willy wonka episode and he said it's a masterpiece, largely due to Heath Ledger's electric performance as the Joker. I think that's fair. Great. And then our other friend, because we've only got three friends in the world, and they've all replied. Our other friend, Will, from Hey Down in Front podcast, who appeared on our Star Wars episode, says it's the best comic book to movie film to date. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Do you have anything else that you would like to add about The Dark Knight? No, I don't think so. Very good film. Makes me just want to watch, you know, the next one. And I'm looking forward to seeing the new Joker. Well, let us know what you think. Maybe you could put your opinion on on Instagram. I'm sure you're logged into our account, right? You you go on there and check it, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, all the time. time. It's not like you've forgotten the password or anything, I'd imagine. Definitely not. (laughs) So... You can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films, on Instagram at Theme Park Film Podcast, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. And we are also the proud creators of Britpod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. So if you head on over to Britpod Scene on Twitter, all of the shows we retweet are the shows that we endorse. So thank you very, very much for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more.